Hey there, I'm Pastor Rich, and welcome to my podcast called My Bible Thoughts. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the gospel of grace. So what is the gospel of grace? Well, it's the good news that we are saved by God's grace, not by our own works. And it's ultimately the message that Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay the penalty for our sins, and that by trusting in him, we can be forgiven and have eternal life. I think this message is so powerful because it tells us that we are loved and accepted by God no matter what we have done, and it gives us hope and strength to face whatever challenges we may be facing that day. However, often in the intricacy of our personal faith, there are moments when our beliefs can become entangled with the complexity of real-life situations. Sometimes we find ourselves questioning the very essence of the gospel message, which is grace. Now, believe me, some of us have been there. I think all believers have. We face situations where our actions seem to collide head-on with our faith convictions. And it's often during these moments that we're left pondering questions. Can we find guidance in our faith to navigate the twists and turns of our moral compass? Let's read a passage of scripture that describes the gospel of grace, and it's from Galatians chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. It says, Grace and peace to you from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. This passage tells us that Jesus Christ gave himself for our sins. He died on the cross to pay the penalty for our wrongdoing, and he did this out of love for us, not because we deserved it. So listen to this biblical story. There was a man who had two sons. The younger son, feeling restless and dissatisfied with his life at home, asked his father for his share of the inheritance. Surprisingly, the father agreed and gave his younger son his share. The young man took his newfound wealth and set off to a distant country where he squandered it all on wild and extravagant lifestyles. However, his living soon came to an end when a severe famine struck the land. With no money left and in desperate need, he found himself taking a demeaning job feeding pigs, a task considered ritually unclean in his Jewish culture. In his lowest moment, the prodigal son came to his senses and realized the gravity of his mistakes. He thought about the abundance in his father's house. Even the servants there had enough to eat, while he himself was now starving. With a repentant heart, he decided to return to his father and confess his wrongdoings. And as he walked back, he practiced what he was going to say to his father. As he approached his father's house, his father saw him from a distance and ran to him with open arms. Overjoyed by his son's return, the father didn't even let him finish his prepared speech. Instead, he called for a celebration, telling his servants to bring the finest robe, a ring, and sandals for his son. They would have a feast to celebrate his return, because, as his father declared, for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. The parable of the prodigal son illustrates the essence of God's grace. It shows us that no matter how far we may stray, how badly we may mess up, or how unworthy we feel, 
God's love and grace are always available to us. Like the father in the parable, God eagerly welcomes us back with open arms when we turn to him with a repentant heart, ready to embrace us and celebrate our return. I think this section of the Bible is a powerful reminder that God's grace is not earned, but freely given, and it's a central message of hope and redemption in the gospel. Now, there are many practical ways we can apply the gospel of grace to our lives, and I want to focus in on embracing second chances. So embracing second chances is a powerful aspect of living out the gospel of grace, It's rooted in the belief that just as God offers us limitless opportunities for redemption and renewal, we should extend the same courtesy to those around us when they make mistakes. Here's a deeper exploration of this concept. So first, recognize your own imperfections. Embracing second chances begins with recognizing our own imperfections. So as believers, we acknowledge that we've all fallen short of God's perfect standards. This awareness of our own need for grace allows us to empathize with others when they stumble. And when you do this, you must cultivate compassion. Offering a second chance is an act of compassion. It means looking beyond someone's mistake and seeing the potential for growth and change. Just as God doesn't give up on us after one misstep, we can show compassion by believing in the possibility of transformation in others. Number three, foster a culture of grace. Embracing second chances within our families, communities, and workplaces can help create a culture of grace. This culture encourages openness and honesty because people are less afraid of consequences of admitting their mistakes. Number four, balancing accountability. Embracing second chances doesn't mean ignoring or excusing harmful behavior. It involves holding people accountable for their actions while also allowing room for them to learn from their mistakes. This balance can lead to a genuine growth and change. And of course, when we do all this, we're reflecting God's character. As Christians, we aim to reflect God's character in our lives. God's boundless grace and willingness to forgive are central aspects of His character. By extending second chances, we mirror this aspect of God's nature to the world. And finally, through this, we will see personal growth. Embracing second chances can also lead to personal growth. It challenges our own capacity for forgiveness and empathy, deepening our understanding of grace and strengthening our faith. In essence, embracing second chances is about extending the same grace to others that we ourselves receive from God. And it's a powerful way to live out our faith and be a source of hope for those who need it most. Let's take a moment to pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace. Thank you for the sending of your Son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins. Lord, we believe in him and we trust in his forgiveness. Help us to live out our lives in gratitude for what he has done for us and help us to share the gospel with others so that they too can experience the same hope and joy that we have. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I hope this episode has helped you to understand the gospel of grace. And if you're not yet a Christian, I encourage you to put your trust in Jesus Christ. He is the only one who can save you from your sins and give you eternal life. 
Thanks for listening to My Bible Thoughts. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with your friends. Until next time, have a blessed day.